This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Weekly Podcast, where you'll learn everything you know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. Ask me how many episodes of Famous in Love I watched last night. Lindsay, how many episodes of Famous in Love, the new Bella Thorne freeform show, did you watch last night, the day it premiered? Definitely between like four and six. (laughs) I like forgot that it was bingeable. Truly, truly millennial. Is the binging temporary? Are they going to take that away from me? No, I think the, I, I think that's the whole show. It's like it premiered on Freeform and then it's bingeable where you just like go to the app and you watch the rest. So it's kind of weird because if you just like watch the first one, which is what I did, it just keeps playing them. So, <laughs> you know, I was like doing other things. I was breaking down some boxes and doing some chores and it just kept mm-hmm. playing and so i was like who am i to stop this train who am i to stop bella thorne i did notice um that she is on the cover of us weekly in the premiere which is perfect so literally the first scene is like she's on a plane <laughs> i love it i love it so she's on a plane and the flight attendant asks for her autograph and she's like sure and then she like gets off the plane <laughs> and she's like walking through a lobby and walks out into the cameras and it's like cameras are flashing and she's like ah. and then she gets into the car and the driver's like welcome home and then she like says thank you and then she looks <laughs> at a magazine and you can't tell what she's looking at and then she puts down the magazine and it's her on the cover of us weekly and it says famous in love so is she <laughs> so is she she's a movie star right so it's like she's a young movie so, star it's so like it's such a good fanfic so it's like a random girl in la who lives with her two best friends who like don't have a lot of money la la one land. Is a That's screenwriter, la and one of them is like a topless maid or something i don't know what's oh. like she's hiding it from her of course um she auditions for this random movie and gets it okay and so the so the so it starts a little like into the future like yeah, when she's so, already famous? Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. she's like this awkward girl who's famous and she's in a love triangle between the guy that she lives with, her roommate. Whoa. This and is And the star of the movie that she's in. This all sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> uh it sounds a lot like my own life experiences. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like maybe the writer of this YA novel plagiarized my own memoir, which I had drafted. Um, Are you going to sue? I might. I might. I'm I, That love triangle was pretty traumatic for me when I was filming that big movie a few years ago. <laughs> um, it's just really funny because it involves so many. I mean, it's 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 truly perfect for our purposes because there's so many parts where it involves like people asking people who they are and <laughs> what they do. Because, you know, like. There was a part I put this on Twitter because I was like dying where at the end they go to the premiere of the movie and they come out of the car. She comes out of the car for the first time. It's like an allusion to the beginning. And some guy, you hear some re- weird voiceover in the back that was like recorded like after everything else mm-hmm. say, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> hey, who are you? Are you somebody? 
and I'm like, oh, it's me. I'm How's there. our girl in it? Is she good? Yeah. That's good. She's, Bella. you know, it's really funny. A lot of it is based on the fact that she nails this first audition. So the believability of her being like this amazing actress is really fun. <laughs> a lot of this sounds like La La Land. Oh, yeah. Like my like a variation of La La Land. Like the, the, the nailed audition. I mean. But whatever. It's like La La Land backwards. I'm glad you enjoyed it enough to watch four to six episodes. I'm just saying, like, it's once you turn them on, you're just going to, like, you can't, they just go. Binging is dangerous. Is there, like, a naming convention to the episode titles? It's like, famous in rehearsals, famous at the premiere, (laughs) famous at the something, or is it just... I told I don't know. You don't don't have to click on it's an it's a passive viewing experience, which I prefer. Freeform.com. Freeform. This is not an ad. I know it's it's not an ad. Just I'm wondering. I mean, I was watching on my freeform app on my Roku. If you really want to know. Okay, your freeform app on your Roku. So it's an ad for freeform and Roku. Again, not an ad until it's an ad. Okay. Let's get to the first comment because we have a lot of comments this week. Hi, Who Weekly. This is the real Britisher calling. Uh, you guys were puzzling over the uh, slang plates of meat in reference to Rita Ora's feet. And as a real Britisher, I recognize that immediately as Cockney rhyming slang. So like, put up your dukes equals dukes of York equals forks equals hands. So too, plates of meat equals feet. Is that weird and gross? Yes, but that's just how uh, how we Britishers are. So I hope that helps. Good form, Bella Thorne. Hate to be rude, but you don't sound British. <laughs> <laughs> rude. Hate to be rude, but are you an imposter? I don't know if I trust this non-British person. Didn't he literally, what did he say? Hey, it's me, the British person. I think it's because he had to say he was British so many times because he actually doesn't have a British accent. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Bella Thorne. Trust me that I'm Bella Thorne. That is really interesting. That reminds me of Of course it should make of course that should have made sense to me because in the movie Ocean's Eleven, which I rewatched for the first time in many years, it's fairly so good. recently, there is a line like you know how Don Cheadle is like a British guy, sort yeah. of cockney in it? Yeah. There's a line in it where he describes how weird cockney slang is. And he's like talking about how something is potentially dangerous. And he says, if we don't get this done, we're in Barney. And then everyone goes, what? Everyone just gives him a blank stare. And then he's like, Barney rubble. And they're like, we don't know what that means. And he's like, trouble. We're in trouble. It's like, Barney, trouble becomes Barney rubble, which just becomes Barney. Explain to me how like, you're supposed to be understood in daily. I guess it's just because (laughs) there's, there's a lot of them. You don't just make it up as you go. It's not like, it's not like freestyling. Yeah. I don't know. They just are conventions. Not to return to this nightmare <laughs> conversation we had a long time ago. This is all the same sort of thought process as that iconic chocolate is salad uh, <laughs> sign. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like that yeah, is... That's, I call all of chocolate salad now because of <laughs> chocolate, Cockney slang. <laughs> chocolate is... Chocolate comes from a tree, which... <laughs> Co- chocolate comes from a bean which coffee bean which grow no chocolate comes from a cocoa bean which grows on a tree which has leaves chocolate is salad that's like not cockney I love slang salad. but it's the same reasoning it has to be I, rhyming for it to be cockney slang I, I love salad okay so but yes thank you uh allegedly british fan for calling in 
There were several people who corrected us on this on Twitter and we get it. Um, You're British on Twitter and calls. Uh, which again, it's a good reminder that when it rains, it pours. If we ever get something remotely wrong, we get it from all sides. Also, let's just not forget that the article is about her feet. So <laughs> we really like, we really. I'm glad you guys are concerned about this, and it's it's fair. But also, let's just not forget what the original story was about. And also, they call her feet toe aura. Let's <laughs> never forget that. Is either. that Cockney slang? No, just bad yeah, taste. <laughs> Please call in if feet toe is a, is Cockney slang for Rita. Veto. Veto. It sounds like that veto would be veto. Oh my god, no. Don't make Cockney slang out of this. Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I am calling from my car because that's where I listen to your podcast. I am frantically calling in because I'm listening to last week's episode and you're talking about Jim Toth and Reese Witherspoon. And you're missing one important fact, which is that Jim Toth represents Matthew McConaughey. Um, people on the inside know that Jim Toth is actually more powerful than Reese Witherspoon is in Hollywood. He represents Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Matthew McConaughey, um, and he is the head of motion picture development, um, talent development at CAA. So he's basically um, a huge power player in Hollywood. Um, I'm doing nothing to contribute to your knowledge about Chad Mountain. I have no idea who that person is, but I am eagerly going to check Instagram when I get back to my desk. So good form, Bella Thorne. Number one, (laughs) thank you for that. It's nice. It's nice to have insight into, you know, the mechanisms um, that control, you know, our our favorite A-listers, one of which is apparently Jim Toth. Jim Toth. I always thought it was Toth, and now I'm a little upset to know that it's mm-hmm. Toth. Um, second of all, how dare you say <laughs> that anyone is more powerful than Reese Witherspoon? No one is more powerful than Reese Witherspoon. I don't want to hear that, even if it's true. Um, like, you're telling me that Re- that Reese Witherspoon's husband is more powerful than her? No. <laughs> no. Even if his job is very powerful, he's not more powerful than and her. And let me tell you something. I don't want to make assumptions about people's relationships. I feel like that's sort of crossing a line, but I will do this in this instance. If Reese didn't want Jim to have that job, Reese would tell Jim to quit that job and get a different job. Like Reese, Jim only has that job because Reese lets him have that job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I I, don't I just think, like I, I just don't like, think this is fan fiction. I think there's plenty of stuff that I've read over many years that implies and basically reveals that Reese Witherspoon is extremely powerful and extremely petty. Um. So yeah, Jim Toth has a really fancy schmancy title, and is in charge of Matthew McConaughey's career and Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Blah blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Reese Witherspoon could get you killed. <laughs> But we all know Reese Witherspoon is the one who we should all be fearing and respecting and admiring. I fear her. So get out of here with your Jim Toth uh, apologist garbage, okay? And drive safely. I'm an American citizen. I have to obey your orders? Yes, you do. Reese, no, I do not. Absolutely nothing. I'm now being arrested and handcuffed? Yep. Do you know my name, sir? Don't need to know. You don't need to know my name? Not quite yet. I'll get oh, that really? information. Okay. You're about to find out who I am. So, uh, next call. 
Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I just listened to your most recent episode, and I have some commentary on the Nikki Bella, Sarah Michelle Geller situation. So, while you do have all the facts correct about Nikki Bella and John Cena, what you failed to mention is that former them, current who, 90s it couple, Sarah Michelle Geller, Freddie Prince Jr., golden couple, Freddie Prince Jr. is a huge WWE fan and has even, like, wrestled with them, like, guest starred, like, with WWE and, like, wrote with them and traveled with them for a long time, which it ex- which would explain why Sarah Michelle Geller, his wife, would know Nikki Bella because obviously, like, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is, like, a real person and WWE and, like, whatever. So, there you go. Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. So, the amount of calls that we got, like, telling us this show how I'm kind of embarrassed that this isn't something that I knew. I am, too. Because this really is really in my wheelhouse. It's like, oh, a random celebrity who is famous in the aughts Mm -hmm. now does another random thing that makes him interesting in a niche environment. Like a random thing com- completely unrelated to what he did before. Right. Anyways, I'm surprised. And this, she's right, this GQ uh, Q&A about how Freddie got into the WWE is really interesting because basically it's pure nepotism in terms of they're like, how did you get involved? And he goes, I just was speaking with somebody who worked for the company and telling her what I didn't like about the show. And she said, I would love for you to have this conversation with Kevin Dunn and Stephanie McMahon. And she, and he did, and they hired him. It's like, oh, you're famous. We know we know who your dad is. Cool. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he was like beyond his dad, you know, or yeah. or he was his own type of famous. But it's just really funny to me that that's how it happened. You know, mm-hmm. like he, right? He just liked it, and so they were like, sure. Um, and he talks about the fact that he's he was a fan through like he had he has been a fan since childhood. Sure, that I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Sh- I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just really funny that how he got into it was just he like went someone at a party told them about wrestling and they were like oh you should talk to the president of wrestling or whatever just like how things get done when you're famous literally you meet someone you at have a, a conversation just, you're like oh yeah. cool yeah I did google Sarah Michelle Geller, Nikki Bella like to see if there was any connections between mm-hmm. them I didn't even think to like broaden my it just shows how I missed the connection because I could have googled Freddie Prince Jr. Nikki Bella and probably would have found the connection right always check the spouse always check the spouse which is what we learned through jim toth oh my um, god it all goes it all, all goes back to jim toth the most powerful person in the hollywood most powerful person i'm doing a jerk off motion with my hand right now uh-huh <laughs> the most powerful person in hollywood because we're we're not even being i don't think we're even just we're just mad because how dare it reese witherspoon be not the most powerful person in hollywood <laughs> yeah. um and and you know we all know in like two weeks we'll have a new favorite most powerful person in hollywood that's how it goes you know i respect you but do i look like seth green to you huh? do i look like jeremy piven huh? don't even try to bully me sergeant slaughter made a match last week and i am not going to change it you will compete here tonight you will Team up with John Cena. Yeah. And you will face Jericho and the Big Show. Sorry. 
Next call. Hi, it's me. I feel like you guys probably had a couple calls about this, but you haven't said anything about the fact that Spidey is pregnant and that it's literally the greatest thing in the world. And I think the best part of Famous in Love is that it kind of makes it sound like Bella Thorne's character's name is famous. You know, like it could be like like Jane in Love or like Lindsay in Love, you know, but like famous in love. Like, so she's famous and she's in love or I don't know. I'm pretty high, so I thought that was funny. Uh, okay, I'll call you guys tomorrow. Love you, bye. Wait, I'm sorry. Who's me? And does she call us every day? Wait, did Who she talk about? I missed the the middle of this call. Did she mention Spidey being pregnant? Yeah, she's she called and she said, "Did you know? Like, I'm sure you know this, but Spidey's pregnant." And then she gave the most amazing stoned thought about famous in love. Uh, first of all, hi, it's me is the best. <laughs> hi it's me call you tomorrow bye which is great because that's just how i feel like the relationship we have with most of our listeners where it's like like you're just your friend calling you and being like i'll call you tomorrow bye (laughs) hi it's me (laughs) so like the very stoned version like of adele's of adele's song hi it's me Uh, (laughs) Wow, are you ready to write, like, a gay parody on YouTube now? Is that, like, what this is? Listen, how dare you say I would ever write a gay parody for YouTube? (laughs) Sounds like you're halfway there. I just, like, imagine what it would be like if I wrote a gay parody on YouTube. I would never actually do it. Um, so, speaking of gay parodies... But really really quickly, but really quickly, my favorite thing about gay parodies on YouTube is that... Is that a lot of them, a lot of them are actually titled, like, uh, it would be, like... Adele, hi, it's me. And then parentheses, gay parody. Yeah, I know. I, know, <laughs> I love when no. they're labeled. I love when they're labeled gay parody, not even just parody. Anyway, yes, sorry I derailed this conversation. Spencer and Heidi, aka Spidey, are pregnant. They're expecting a baby. But let's be real. The most important part of that news is that they got on the cover of Us Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Do you think they're going to name their baby Us Weekly? I mean, I just feel like <laughs> I've never seen Spencer more excited. In, in his the later half of his career then the double whammy of having a baby he would appreciate this having a new baby in the family to uh pose with in photos and create content with and love mm-hmm. and getting on the cover of us weekly like it was nothing i bet that was a nothing yeah um exclusives out the door and also um I'm not sure if he'll name the baby Us Weekly, but I could see him naming the baby Janice if it's a girl. <laughs> you know? Honestly, those names would work for, like, whatever your child is. Wow. Janice, Bonnie, whoever. Their child is going to be named Janice or Bonnie. You know what he's going to name his kid, I bet? Here's a guess. Kim Kardashian, boy or girl. Full name. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see... If they do, when they do a baby shower, I hope uh, Heidi exposes her tummy and then writes on her tummy, what's in my belly? Question mark. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. You're giving them oh, ideas. You know what they could name their baby? Uh, just like us. Ooh, just like just us. Like us. Just, just like, like us. Just like us Pratt. <laughs> in parentheses, celebs. That's do you think like... they would be, do you think they would be, Heidi changed her name, didn't she? Is she Heidi Pratt? She She's is, Heidi right? Pratt on Instagram oh, now. Okay, yeah. then yeah, the kid would get Pratt. Okay. I was going to say maybe it would be, uh, do you know how just, just like, just like us Pratt Montauk. <laughs> just like us Pratt Montauk. Oh, a beautiful name. <laughs>
just like us, Pratt. Can't wait to meet your new child. Welcome to the world, just like us, Pratt. Uh, Spencer, if you're listening, we would love to attend your baby shower when and oh. if you have one. We if will you, bring the best if you gifts. you use any of these baby names like Kim Kardashian, I just realized that Spencer would know better than to name his kid Kim Kardashian. He would name it Kylie Jenner. <gasps> very. That's a very good observation. Like that's he's very way true. more. He's way smarter. As we all know, he's way smarter than that joke. He would mm-hmm. definitely not. He'd be like, no, I'd name it Kylie Jenner. I already know the comeback for that. Anyways, Spencer, congratulations. Heidi, congratulations. Hi, Heidi. Okay. She's the one she's the one carrying that thing. <laughs> Heidi, congratulations. I bet they'll name their kid after like some sort of beautiful rock or something, like amethyst or Oh yeah. Calcite. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Quartz. Quartz. Opal. Opal <laughs> Pratt. Opal's oh, nice. Actually. Opal's really nice. Also, Amethyst is very nice. Yeah, that's the name of our karaoke jockey. Our karaoke jockey. Hey Amethyst. <laughs> Let's do the next call. Hey guys, this is Sam. Um, I was just wondering, I know who Noah Cyrus is, she's Miley Cyrus's sister, but why did she just release what I think is the best, like, disposable pop song of the year so far, and no one is recognizing her for it? When, like, Lady Gaga keeps putting up these, like, boring songs, and Katy Perry keeps putting up these boring songs, here comes Noah Cyrus. No one saw that coming. I didn't. No one did. Goodbye. I appreciate your fandom, but you are in for a long road. <laughs> like if you're gonna like if you're gonna decide to just be like, oh, Noah Cyrus is like the new star, you're just you're you're gonna be in for a long journey. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting for a while. Now that this song is not good, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Like Lindsay, Lindsay and I were talking about it earlier, and Lindsay was just like, she sounds too much like Miley, and I agree, it's distracting. I hate to be rude, but I just, I just would rather hear Miley sing in her own voice. I get this is also Noah's voice. I just, it's really hard when they have the same voice. <laughs> it is, um, and again, the song is, the song is fine. Now I'm not making sense. I'm laughing at a joke that I don't get. I'm acting like these strangers are my friends, but I don't give a fuck. I would not call it, I would disagree with you that it's any better than either Chained to the Rhythm or, you know, anything on Joanne or even The Cure that Gaga Ugh, just dropped, which, which has grown on me. Ugh, you are, and, you are sheep. And I'm, and I'm now living for it. No. To use that expression. Oh, you're such a sheep. The Cure has left me, uh, sorry to say, a little shook. I love it. Ugh. Ugh, oof, oof. No, and honestly, every time I see someone shit on the cure on uh, on Twitter or something, it makes me like it more. What is it? Because now, so now you're a contrarian who's a fan of the cure. Great. No, it has nothing to do with being a contrarian. It makes me just realize that it's you know actually quite good. Because other people don't like it. It's not really. I liked it to begin with, no, so it's not didn't. really a contrarian. I said it was fine to begin with, and now it's growing it is, on me. Here's my opinion. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> So I would agree that Noah Cyrus's Stay Together, the song that he's talking about, is better than The Cure because it's at least weird and interesting when The Cure is like a song. And I said this on Twitter, so you probably looked at my tweet and you felt empowered. It sounds like a parody of a song that you would write, that Lady Gaga would write in 2017, making fun of songs that come out in 2017.
actually didn't see that tweet, Lindsay, and I don't agree with that sentiment. So. It sounds like a song, and I'm and I, I'm curious if this is actually the case. This is my this is my conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Not really big conspiracy. I'm curious if the song is going to be used in the movie where she plays a pop song, and that is one of the songs that her character sings, or something like that. Because... Well, that's what I that's what I said. That's what I suggested when I first heard it. But in that way, that it doesn't feel like an actual Lady Gaga song. It feels like a fake bad song by a fake bad pop star. It just sounds like. Uh, a very generic pop song well because as you know it's very hard in a movie when you have a character that has a hit song to write a hit song like that thing you do like uh beyond the lights it's really hard to say and to make a movie where it revolves around someone having a hit song and that song is actually good yeah can you name uh well the the one in that thing you do is good though that's what i'm saying they succeeded beyond the lights did not really succeed on that yeah but there's plenty of others there's plenty of other movies it's like Try and think of other ones where there's like supposed to be a song that is the number one song in America, and you're like, that would not be the number one song. In uh, music and lyrics, way back into oh, love. Oh my god, that would be the number one song in America. <laughs> I love that song. I love All that I want to do is find a way back into love. Wait, I love that song so much. I love that movie so much. Where 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 Drew Barrymore where Drew Barrymore is professional plant waterer. That is and then the she, shittiest movie of all time. It's so good. It's so shitty, those old, like, 80s songs they write and make Hugh Grant, like, dance around like a... Pop Goes My Heart. Ugh. The most humiliating movie Hugh Grant's ever done. And that's saying something, because he's done so many humiliating movies. Oh my god, he's absolutely charming in music and lyrics. I'm being, and I'm, I'm being completely genuine here. Music and lyrics is a real treat, and I think he's very good in it. As is Drew Barrymore. Your girl, Drew Barrymore. She is my girl. love Drew Barrymore. I think that it's bad but good, but I do think that if you watch Hugh Grant's performance an entire movie, he's demoralized. Well, Drew, uh, Hugh Grant just doesn't care. He only, he puts in like the the minimum effort into everything. <laughs> I know, so it's great. His performance the is the same in everything. The character is supposed to be like a not, like a not caring, like indifferent person. So he's like perfect for me. Like I don't care about anything. That's his character in like two weeks notice as well. That's his character in <gasps> oh. About a Boy. Did we answer the question? Yeah, we answered the question. There wasn't even a question. It was um. like, gotta listen to Noah Cyrus song. <laughs> so next up, ugh, this fucking thing. Hi. Um. So I don't know if we've already talked about 13 Reasons Why. I don't think we have. I listen to every episode. But, okay, so, you know, most of the people on the show were not famous before the show, except for, like, maybe Kate Walsh and um, Shades from um, That Thing You Do. Uh, but I was just scrolling through because they now keep showing up in my Explore page, and there's this one, Justin something or another. He's, like, one of the villains, aren't they all? And I was just scrolling through, and he has this video, and he's talking, and then he gives this major shout-out to Brazil because, you know, Brazil is loyal. Love that about them. And he painted his fingernails the Brazilian flag himself, and that just feels so hooey and he's like thanking everyone for fall i don't know it's just too much i can't i i don't there are no words um so yeah this is the worst bye i gotta say one of the pitfalls of news of new stardom you know in like titanic where they where they're they're making fun of kathy bates or being new money yeah of course Lindsay. of course okay, francis so, fisher so one of the one of the 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 traps of new stardom is when you can tell that somebody is like way too into their brazilian fame fandom you know what i mean like because everybody's first fans come from brazil like Mm -hmm. brazil is on board with you the minute you appear 
in an Instagram video. They're early adopters. They're early adopters. They're, they're just they're they're so smart. They're so on it. They get it. They get everything. So the minute you are in anything that's good, you have a thousand million brilliant Brazilian fans and no other fans. So <laughs> the the one of the ways you can tell that somebody is like new to being famous is they're like thanking their Brazilian fans <laughs> around every tour. <laughs> So this is like extremely it's accurate. Um, but I mean, it is. It's still exciting, though. Um, okay, so next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I'm calling because I'm really confused about Toby Maguire. When I was younger, I was obsessed with him. I didn't think anyone in the world could compare with him. I thought he was like the cutest person ever. But now I feel like he's really just, like, gone downhill in a really bad way. Because I was watching, ugh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I was watching Boss Baby, and I was confused the entire time because I could not place my finger on who the narrator of that movie was. So I went home, and I Googled it, and it was freaking Tobey Maguire. And then I went on his IMDb page, and he hasn't done anything in literally years. So, like, why did he choose to come back for Boss Baby of all the things he could have come back for? Also, he's, like, uncoupled from his wife or whatever, which also seems weird. But, yeah, I'm just confused by what's going on with Tobey Maguire. I feel like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Okay. Thanks a lot. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. So that's that's really interesting. I did not know that he was in Boss Baby until this caller. And yes, Tobey Maguire stars as adult Tim slash narrator. I love it. The reveal the in this Baby. call was so good. The lead up. You had to you literally were so desperate to call about Tobey Maguire that you had to reveal that you watched Boss Baby and then like went home and Googled Boss Baby. <laughs> I'm just like uh, it's fun imagining you even though I don't know what you look like like I'm just picturing you in a in a theater just like racking your brain looking so upset every time right. this narrator starts talking like why do I know this like you can't even focus on this this miracle of movie making that is boss baby because you're so preoccupied with figuring out who the boss baby narrator is um, and how disappointing whenever you get home and it's just Tobey Maguire like oh I know but I was I was listening this is funny because I was listening to some like interview with Alec Baldwin and they were talking about his career and all the things that he's done which are you know impressive and and then at the end like they said they thank you to alec baldwin you can see him in boss baby they literally had to like <laughs> it's just so sad like they just talked about all these amazing things he'd done and then the end they had to literally say like go his latest thing to do with him is to go see boss baby hey man like, this is great <laughs> boss baby is making so much money so i know good for I alec know. um I know. but and it's good really, for toby but it's really funny so you look at toby mcguire's IMDb page and after the Spider-Man movies he he did that movie did you ever see Brothers with Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal then he was in this movie The Details which I didn't know about and so I guess his sort of comebacky movie was The Great, Great Gatsby. Gatsby yes but The Great Gatsby was not a not a true flop in the sense that it lost money because it was successful but what is it was a flop in terms of it was like bad and not not as good as people kind of hoped it would be like 3D movie from Baz Luhrmann this is gonna be a big deal it was not good, remember but we saw, he... Were you with me when I saw that in 3D? Yeah, opening remember night? how mad oh, yeah, we were? Yeah, 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 we yeah. were so mad. It was oh, so late, God. too. But, I, but it's really funny. He didn't do anything until... Um, he didn't do anything after that. But you know who did? Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's sort of like Leonardo DiCaprio, his BFF, Pussy Posse forever, 
it's almost like this is probably a, a really a, a stupid thing to say, but it's like once Leo started doing really, really well in this stage in his career, it's almost like the rest of the pussy posse didn't have to try anymore. Why? Because they could just like take a free ride on his plane? Well, like his success was enough for all of them. Like not even in terms of the money. Tobey Maguire has enough money. I'm sure Spider-Man made him rich forever. But like all these men sort of share a brain, you know, like Mm -hmm. they share an ego. So the fact that their leader, Leonardo DiCaprio, has finally won his Oscar, is still making a lot of movies, is still doing well, is still like dating models. Like they're all living vicariously through him. So it's like they're okay because of it. I don't know. I mean, not to be whatever, but you mentioned this in your call, so I'm going to mention it back to you. It's very telling that Toby and his wife broke up because mm-hmm. she is like a super connected jewelry designer. I think we this came up before on our podcast. We've talked about her before. And she's like a child of a very, 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 very influential Hollywood type person. When they broke up, this came up. I remember that. So yeah. it's just it, – that's interesting because he lost his like lifeline there in a way and mm-hmm. – so he probably got even deeper into the pussy posse, like, ego and hanging oh, yeah. out with. Like, Leo is definitely a bad influence on whoever he hangs out with, 100%. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of him with Orlando Bloom at Coachella. Oh, I yikes. Like, and I was like, this is not good. Somebody yeah. call 911 <laughs> on this party in advance. Well, also, I think if you look at this IMDb, I think that Toby had a really hard time transitioning from being, like, a young star into an adult star. Right. It just sounds like Tobey Maguire was like this wunderkind. Is that, <laughs> I hate that wunderkind word. who didn't translate to uh, media? Didn't translate to media adult roles. I think he'll keep exactly. acting. They won't be like he won't. He can no, He was a leading man as a teen or a young twenty year old. He can't be a leading man as uh, you know a thirty something, forty something. Yeah, and he's good. I mean, it's he. Fine. I don't know. He's good. He was the best Spider Man, right? Can we like say that for sure? Oh, I think so. Okay. Not that's that we've like, seen. I, he's better than Andrew Garfield. I did not like those Spider-Man movies. For sure. I um, mean, for sure. And I and Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 were like so high school to me that I'm just like, oh yeah, like I remember seeing these movies as a teen and loving them. Also, he had the right mix of like credulous and somehow a, then confident. Like, he, like mm-hmm. he was able to do the Spider-Man thing where at the beginning he's like, what? For... 40 minutes you know (laughs) Uh, that's sort of his like eternal uh his eternal personality also pleasantville i'm very i I love pleasantville no i think toby mcguire i mean cider has roles there's a lot here so uh is that it for today yeah uh, yeah we are done so i guess we'll see you on monday rate and review us on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of great reviews of Tanache's Flame on iTunes. This is by Erica Hasink. Flame is the lead single from American singer-songwriter Who, Tanache's third solo album, Joyride. The departure from her typical R&B style, this straightforward, mid-tempo adult contemporary pop song showcases Tanache's lovely, clear vocals against backdrop of uninspired synths and click-track beats. This is great. This song would fit into any of the Spice Girls' solo releases, but don't take that as an insult. This catchy little number is truly more than some of its parts. You'll find yourself singing along next time you hear it, likely at the grocery store or at the dentist. Look out, Rita. Tanache's coming for you. <laughs> and then I love this one from... Uh, commenter Megan Markle great 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 uh, pseudonym here the cap this one is sub this one is titled banger all caps and the review is this song is so good I honestly didn't think Tanache could do better than super love but this song blows it out of the water heart five stars 
<laughs> and then this one, oh my god, Nick Zano fam. If I had to listen to one thing for the rest of my life, it'd be Tinashe's Flame. Who Weekly would be a close second, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> had to leave that in. Had to leave that in. Imagine if all you listened to in your life were Flame and Who Weekly. <laughs> you would. You would be in a padded cell in, you know, two days. <laughs> they would lock you up. Anyways, thank you for thank your you. amazing reviews of Tinashe's Flame. <laughs> and thank you, Tinashe, for releasing Flame. Oh, um, and yes. we will see you next Monday. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Bye. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. I don't want to make assumptions about people's relationships. I feel like that's sort of crossing a line. But I will do this in this instance. If Reese didn't want Jim to have that job, Reese would tell Jim to quit that job. That was a HeadGum Podcast.